This is the Podmore Get Better podcast, and it is recorded in front of a live studio audience. And a live sport is on television right now. We're watching some golf here at the bunker. We've got Will Sandstead here. I'm Tony Johnson. In our audience today, we've got Andy Fox Hello. and CJ Wengler. Howdy. There it is. Will, yeah. welcome. Yeah, Sunday, June 14th. Good to be back. We've uh, executed two of these now in the last uh, two or three weeks. I know the COVID's kind of been putting everyone on lockdown. But now that lockdowns are starting to get lifted, uh, numbers are still kind of rising in some areas, decreasing in others, depending on what your state did. Uh, so a little dicey in that regard. But I thought we were talking about uh, daily daily pots. Yes, th- those, are, those are rather sporadic as well. Um, as things have opened back up, though, uh, bars are opening back up. Live tournaments are now filling faster on Golden Tee. Yes, and so uh, as such, Incredible Technologies, just this last Monday, released... Uh, the new tee boxes and pins, uh, most more importantly, probably the new tee boxes, uh, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. But uh, first things first, uh, what are you what are you drinking there, Will? Uh, I got a Coors Light Summer Edition. We already talked about this before. A special edition with the sunglasses on the side, but it's a it's a standard 12, 12 ounce Blue Mountain Coors Light. And you, Tony? That it's like a uh, 16 ouncer. It's a 16er. It's uh, from one of my favorite breweries, Toppling Goliath. And I saw that actually Adam Kramer last night in his uh, initial uh, can check uh, had a pseudo sue, but it was a, a variant of the pseudo sue with a different kind of hop. Uh, I've got just the normal pseudo sue, but uh, here's to that. Uh, we'll do a little toastoid on the bottom so we don't get our mouths on the can close together. Oh, good day. Uh, there we go. All right. I can't even remember if I said it, but it's Sunday, June 14th, 2020. Worth repeating. Yeah. PGA Tour, like you said, back on TV. Uh, huge stacked field with the exception of uh, Tiger's not in it. Phil didn't make the cut. Kevin Na didn't make the cut. Yeah, uh, Everybody I bet on Webb didn't, Simpson didn't, didn't make, make the, the cut, cut. Except yeah. for my bet to make the cut, which is Colin Morikawa. 21 straight cuts for that young man. Now 22. Uh, uh, they keep saying 21 in the broadcast. I thought it was 21 for 21 before, and now it's 22 for 22. Varying numbers. Either way, he's never missed a cut in his career. Uh, so I'm going to ride that. He was a minus 275 this week to make the cut. I'm going to keep riding that bet. Oh, yeah. Just roll, roll, roll. Andy Fox uh, looks like he just went to the restroom. I think he and CJ are going to be playing Golden Tee during this podcast. We, may, right. we uh, love those Golden Tee sounds. Yeah, we may have uh, one or two of them jump in for a specific segment or just talk really loud as they're banging Golden Tee to chime in with any thoughts they may have. Well, I think with this new iPhone you've got here, Will, that uh, oh. audio is even crisper than normal. Yes, with all this I advertising mean, that, revenue yeah. and uh, all the podcasts, donations i uh i didn't have any money so i just upgraded it myself oh okay. so I, I didn't dig into the yeah. podmore get better coffers or anything there's no juicy slush fun going around we're not living the high life on no yachts, we, well we've but, reinvested that into the stock market yes you know, we have we gotta yeah we gotta, gotta invest money to make money yeah maybe tony's touts has a new angle going forward seeing as how our gambling is gone maybe we just gotta parlay that into the stock market because uh that's done. That's done way better than my gambling. So you mentioned new tees, new new pins. Uh, Al Jazz thinks the courses are a thousand times easier now. Apparently. Well, and I haven't. Maybe only eight hundred percent easier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, obviously it's still early, so you're getting used to certain shots. So it's hard to say whether they're easier or harder. I think overall, my impression is that. Uh, holes vary more 
so you'll get uh, you'll get a whole uh, 15 of oak wood as an example. We'll talk about later. And uh, this is a good one. I like your email address there, CJ. Thank you. This is this is CJ a, this just might be shot of the week worthy. CJ oh. just maybe shot of shot of, is Jamaica too? And it's water skipper. Did you play Ooh. a fool? No, I skipped the five. Rivet, riveting audio here. Yes. As Andy Fox walks in from the bathroom, oh, CJ does that's a, a good hold water. Look for that on your machines next week. Yeah. Water water skip is one. Two hops on the green is two and three. So maybe that's what you need to start playing, Will, because uh, that was that's one of the cool holes we, we talked to, yeah. talked about Will struggling on. But, but anyway, uh, my impression, the hole's vary a little bit more. I think that there's – so like Oakwood 15 as an example we've talked about. Uh, it's drivable more, but also it's like set up to 550 yards – as the you know to counter that sometimes uh powell like hole 11 same thing mm -hmm. sometimes it's way easier sometimes it's harder um and also i think what i've noticed that my big impression is everything is offset now yeah and and we've talked about offsetness before i don't have any problem with it my where i end up struggling is when there's an offset and you can't see the pin like so if it's offset and i can yeah. see the pin i can i can aim at the pin just kind of visually, uh, but if if it's a slow flyby, you, you you just can't get a feel for how offset it is. Yeah, uh, and that's where I end up struggling. So we'll see. Uh, there's an awful lot of offset holes now. Uh, my final impression is that the the one maybe two holes per course that were never drivable. So like what Teton Ten and Dodge City Ten, you know those holes that were just never there. Uh, I thought for sure there'd be setups. We're going to open up. That we're going to open up. And not drivable all the time, but sometimes. Nope, none of them. Not a single one of them. Uh, the only one that I would say, like Oakwood 1, seems to be drivable more often. You can go straight at I think you can get down to about 388, maybe yeah. to 420 or something. 420. So I, I, think that, yeah, I think that one's more drivable. But other than that, the other whole ones are less drivable. And some, like, is... Jamaica one even drivable at all? Uh, I've gotten up there for a chip a couple times where it's like you know, four thirty or four forty. You can do a big spinner, have a thirty-five yard chip or something goofy like that. Uh, Dodge one, I still haven't you know gotten anything where it's still drivable. So yeah. I don't know if it's reverting back to some of the old tee boxes because I feel like on some of these setups you're still getting old tee boxes. Like on Lake Powell, there's a par five where you can go to a small island turning to left. I feel like I get that like one in every 10 rounds. Yeah. Dodge City, some of the other courses, I feel like you're still seeing some of the old tee boxes mixed with the new. But in terms of Dodge City, never one. I still haven't seen it drivable. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I think so. Is, I think there's certainly setups on Teton Hole 1 that are drivable. I got that today, I know. Yeah. Uh, Dodge City, I have not had a drivable Hole 1. Like I said, uh, Oakwood got a little bit more drivable. Powell, Powell can play. Powell Hole One can play a little bit more reachable than uh, than before, but it's still not drivable. I mean, you got a bunker right in front of the green, so unless there's a tee box yeah. that I just haven't seen, I don't think that hole's really ever going to be drivable per se. And then uh, what's the last course? Jamaica. Oh yeah, not drivable, but I've seen it at least so far. Yeah, uh, agreed. So. We've talked about some of the pins, some of the tees moving around. Uh, definitely changed the game a little bit. We jotted down, Tony, pre-broadcast pre production meeting. Uh, some of the holes where it kind of altered the hole a lot in terms of the perspective it gave you. 
Uh, one of the top ones for me, I'm a big Lake Powell guy. That's why I qualified for Worlds on. But Lake Powell, number 16. So different, different tee boxes. Pin is always on the bottom. And now as opposed to being straight on and having a slope that is 100% uphill, now you're coming in from the side a lot. And you're having to cut shots in there, number one, to fight the wind, but then also potentially number two, to angle it where you don't want it to bounce up the slope and be on the top tier. Yeah, I think uh, I bet my eagle percentage is up a little bit or will be up a little bit percent on, on that hole, but also my par percentage is up. So okay. uh, a lot of eagles, a lot of pars, not very many birdies, whereas before I felt like I'd birdie that hole a decent amount where it didn't get up to the top tier um, and, uh, and then I, you know, not make the chip or not make the putt up the slope or you know, go sense. a little bit long into the rocks and, you know, maybe even have an unmakeable chip or else just play really conservative. So certainly I'm making far fewer birdies on that hole, but also more pars. So it's going to the extremes. Yes. And, and, and one, one last thing, I, I think overall, I'm not a gigantic fan of, of the new tee boxes. They're fine. But I think what, what will be really interesting, especially on holes like Lake Paul 16, is once everything opens up, mm-hmm. so the, the old pins, the old tees, the new pins, the new tees. Everything's in th- play. Then I think, I think it'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I think some of the old tees with the new pins make for interesting combinations and vice versa. So uh, I think that's when it'll really uh, rear its ugly head or whatever. And, uh, and I think that probably eventually once Worlds gets contested, that's what it'll be on. It'll be on uh, everything's open, uh, tees and pins. So some of the other ones we mentioned, Teton 15, typically that's uh, really the only challenging hole other than hole 18 on Teton. On the back yeah. side, it seems like. Yeah. Um, it, it's the downhill par four, always drivable. You might have to hit a cut shot. You can sometimes use a high tee to go over the trees. Uh, but par four, it's it's usually, if, if you're at a tournament, I feel like that is the only hole for the most part that can really change the backside in a match. I think, and honestly, maybe I just haven't had some of the tee boxes you've had on that hole. I, I haven't noticed a ton of change on that hole. Um, there are... There are more that are further to the left, so you're kind of aiming straight down the green. Uh, but uh, but I think that like I think 18 hole 18 changed more than hole 15 on Teton, because like, now it's always you're always behind the trees, you're cut always shot. offset. It's a cut shot for the most part, yeah. And uh, well, it's uh, hole two in events mode for the homeowners this week, and uh, but so it's always really uh, small wins, uh, which doesn't help for practice. Because now it's uh, always high winds when you get to hole 18. Compared to so, live, I've live. So yeah, pitch. I'm used to playing uh, two mile per hour winds on that hole, but uh, that's not helping me a lot. So I think that I, my opinion is that hole changed more than Teton 15. Uh, Teton in general didn't change all that much, I don't think. Um, other than hole one, I would say hole one being less drivable. It's still drivable some of the time, but it's definitely you've got some some of those setups. I think you know 550 yards, so obviously not drivable yeah. there. Uh, next on the list, Jamaica 2, just aced by CJ. A- CJ, was that ace number uh, 901 or? 904. Okay, 904. I've been doing some work. More on that later. <laughs> uh, but uh, CJ just aced it with a skip shot. Was it 8.5 or a 5.5 degree driver? Low 8.5. Okay. It was about 280 maybe. Okay. So I didn't like hammer it, but I kind of just finessed it back there. 
Uh, Will has been Will. This is on the list specifically because Will is struggling on this hole. My nemesis hole. Yes. I've n- I've never played the skip shot on this hole. Yeah. I've either done a curve, a swerve, hit a high tee over, whatever you know. Before it was pretty much straight up, smooth palm, thumboids, whatever you need to do to get your eagle. And I swear to God, I'm only like 15% right now. It's just absolutely embarrassing for a second hole in Golden Tee to play that tough. Yeah, I mean it's a At- tough second hole, right? I mean. Yeah. Um, Oakwood uh, 15 and 16 we'll talk about so Oakwood 15 it was the par 4 that was like maybe what 5% drivable before I think that's fair um, maybe not even that much um, but I would say certainly there are longer setups uh, but there are definitely shorter setups so it's it's drivable I, don't know, I, I haven't played that much I'm going to guess a third of the time maybe kind of in that range yeah. quarter to a third of the time it's going to be drivable uh, and then Oakwood 16, which was the par 5, and now is the par 4. Um, that hole can be a real bear now. Yeah. Because they, the, they put the tees right behind that stand of trees. And uh, I had to play a full, and I still didn't get it all the way back to the hole this last round. But uh, Yeah, that was a one-and-a-half turner, I think. I think you were slightly offset. And turned. I was fighting the wind. and yeah. yeah, no, it was a tough setup. and So, I, I actually, I think that hole, that's a really nice hole. Yeah, that that's a great design now because if you're gonna if you are gonna curve that in there, you're gonna have the length of the green. It's not very deep green, so if you can get your cut right, you got green to work with. Right. To actually play around with it a little bit. Uh, new to me, I had a, a decent pin position and just played a shot where I hit a high eight wood uh, between the two. There was kind of a gap in the V of the trees. Or yeah, whatever. a little little gapoid. So I took advantage of that and uh, somehow made eagle, even though I don't think that I deserved it. Uh, Andy Fox just made a notation of Dodge 13. Which Andy. one is that? Silo? Way harder. Yeah, the silo hole. Multi-tiered green. Well, also the, the, the hole, the barn hole slightly after that is also, I would say, a lot tougher. I, um, think, Dodge I think Dodge City is way tougher than it was before. Not that it's tough. I, I, I would agree. I, I think, you know... With one not being drivable, basically par is always going to be 30 now, yep. which is fine. So to the people looking to get in the 32 under club, you got your work cut up for you now. Before it was a 31 under club uh, for Dodge City, one hole out. Now it's going to take two. And while the holes, I don't think necessarily – they may not have gotten harder, but they got more challenging, if that makes sense. The par didn't change, but now you have cut shots coming in. It seems like the pin positions changed, and in the two barn holes, the front one on Dodge and the back one on Dodge, uh, they seem to play longer now as well. Yeah, uh, so like uh, hole two, for example, not that it's a hard hole, but before it was easy, like you're always chasing the hole. You're, out, you're going yeah. after the hole out. Uh, now there's enough variety where it's like, there's a, I've had a couple setups where it's like, all right, just get this, you know, within 20 feet and be yeah, happy high, with that. Yeah, high tee to It was like 340-yard yeah. shot. Okay, just get it on the green and make your putt. Uh, that never happened before. The two holes we talked about, so the uh, the tier hole, uh, I think that got a lot tougher. Um, the, the pins aren't any tougher, but there's just a lot more variety in having to cut around the barn and the silos. Agreed. I think the the uh, barn hole on the front side is that hole six or seven. It's going to play a lot longer. Yeah, I, I seem to always be hitting five or six into that previously. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm always hitting four or five into that curve. It's just playing a little bit longer. Now, there's a, there's more variety left and right, so there are shots where you don't even have to go over the barn now. Um, but I think, uh, I think overall that got a little bit harder. Um, 
And then, you know, we got into the, this discussion with Al Jazz the other day, and he, and he disagrees with us. But, but he said seven. But seventeen got a lot easier. Okay, I I, agree I, I, with I think that. it agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, and he said eighteen got easier. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that. I think it brings that water tower into play more often. It brings yeah. crosswinds into play more often. If you get a tailwind now, I've never thumbed it into 18 as much as I have with the new tees. Now I'm thumbing it in if I get a straight headwind or a straight tailwind more often. But, yeah, that, that silo comes into play. Yeah, I'm not sure it's harder, but I'm not sure it's easier either. I think it's a relative push on, on 18. So you start adding those up, and I think there's – Four holes that are more difficult than they were before, and, and you know one or two that were easier. The really easy par three, like hole thirteen, mm-hmm. it was always really short. Yeah. There's a lot of setups now where that played really that plays really oh, long. Definitely, back in the day, I you know with the old tees, you'd have a uh, you know a ninety-five yard setup, and if you had even a crosswind, but a lot of times I felt like it always had a straight headwind or a straight tailwind, and I was like. These stout guys are going to hole out. Brian Bernhardt, Lance Harris, any of these stout guys are just going to drop a tee, move it a hair, thumb it, boom, in, you know. Yeah. And, and now uh, now it's definitely more challenging because before it was a straight uphill green, straight downhill green on about half the tee boxes yeah. if you didn't have uh, the short one with the cross. So kind of talked about Teton, talked about Dodge. Lake Powell, I think um, – Overall, par is a little higher in terms of I would if, agree. It was, if par was 28 normally before, now it's 29 more often, yeah, maybe whole, 30. Hole 11 is opening up for a lot more straight, high-T drivers at it. For I, I don't want to say the common man, but before you had to absolutely piss-pound on hole 11, a high-T driver with a tailwind. Not, now there are times with crosswinds where you can get there with a straight driver and a clean look, not yeah. bringing the mountain into and play. And hole 15, which was a once-in-a-while drivable par 4, is now a par 5. So that's, yeah. we've, we've gone from something that's mo- almost always a birdie hole to something that's an eagle hole. And every I, so, time. Yeah, yeah, every time. Uh, and I, I don't think any other holes on that course changed par, right? I don't believe so. CJ, what do you got there? It looks like you're digging in their fridge. Crookoids. Um, uh, crooked marker. Black cherry. So a lot of people, uh, I think we've briefly touched upon on the podcast, uh, White Claws. People are big into White Claws. They're, oh, they're getting to places. Oh, we got local to distribute. Uh, we've been on the crooked marker train. Way better. More uh, flavor. Yeah, 10 times better than White Claw. Uh, we call them crookoids here. Uh, CJ's a big fan. If you've ever seen uh, CJ halfway naked, uh, it keeps him fit. Uh, he only has to go to the gym like twice a month. Uh, good looking dude, yeah, crook and maker. Must have uh, some protein in it or something. Uh, all right, uh, Jamaica, overall impressions on the tee boxes. Uh, so, whole, what is it, hole 13, the par four? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say certainly there are actually setups, uh, the island, the, the, the most difficult hole on uh, Jamaica. Correct. I think it's 13. Um, maybe it's 12, but anyway, the island, uh, certainly there are actually setups where it's just completely not drivable now. Shut down. Yeah. Uh, they're like three eighties with headwinds. Yeah. And, uh, and, but overall I think that hole got more difficult. Although, so you get a lot more where you look, so the angle that we got really used to where it's like a, a sideways figure eight or almost like a infinity shaped. Correct. Um, so you don't have a ton of depth to work with, but you've got a lot more left to right. Uh, now we're, we're going more down the opposite. So it's more like a figure eight shaped green. Uh, so you've got a lot more distance distance to play with, but less line. So depending on what type of player you are, 
Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I sounds, think overall that hole got more. Difficult. Sounds like a good problem to have. More distance, less width. The other one you said was big width, less distance. I, I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah, six of one, half dozen yeah. of another. Teach, yeah. teach their I, own, I, I guess. guess it depends who your partner is. You know, yeah. there, <laughs> there are some things going on there. And then uh, eighteen on Jamaica, I think, got easier. I, I agree. There, there are definitely straight shots now. Every once in a while, it seemed like you could get that perfect setup with a, a high five or a high six, where you were going straight over the green. But it seemed like the majority of the time, when you got those setups, the pin was on the top tier, and hence with having a high tee. You were going to have to land it short, hope it trickled onto the top tier, and stayed there. Yeah, have we had a, have they had a top, uh, anyone had a top pin on uh, Jamaica 18 yet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're still I think it's probably the same ratio, probably about like a 50-50 mix. Um, but, that, but that bottom left pin is easier, I think, than the bottom right pin that we used to get. Yes. Like, we're, we never used to get a bottom left pin. Um, so even if the mix is the same between the bottom and the top, the bottom left I think is easier, especially with the, the tee boxes that are more on the left side, kind of where you don't even have to mess with that stand of trees that you used to have to mess with. Anyway. Yeah, so so with these new tee boxes, one of the things I was thinking of is, do we think that IT looked at hole-by-hole -hole data? Because I know they've talked about in the past in terms of, you know, Lake Powell 18, the majority of Golden Tee players should get an eagle on Lake Powell 18. It's a par five, not yep. very exciting. Yep. Um, so did they loosen up some holes that were difficult in relation to getting a par score like Jamaica 18 or Dodge City 18? Did they make it slightly harder? Did Do we think they may have adjusted tee boxes based upon it? I think that, I think that these tee box decisions have been made before any of us played any of these courses originally. So you think when Jim Zielinski designs a course, he probably has six or seven tee boxes, and he says... I think he's he, got a lot more than that. Yeah. In, general in, zones, yes. So, so if he has ten, if he has ten, he says, okay, we'll do these five in the first release and these five in the second release. And, and in general, I know this isn't true across the board, but in general, so yes, I agree with you. I think that's how he does it. Um, whatever the number is, ten, twenty, eight, whatever, it doesn't matter. I think... The first half of the year, he did kind of the middle version. A lot of the middle okay. versions of those tee boxes, yeah. and then it, except for hole one, <laughs> and then uh, and then the second half he's done the more extreme ones. The extremes. Yeah. It either so shuts like, it down or it wide open. It's almost it. like the red, blue, black tees. We we got a whole bunch of blue tees in the first half, and now we got all the red and the black tees. That makes sense. Uh, going forward, that's just my observation. Obviously, that's not across the board, uh, but I think in general that feels that feels true. So you talked about one last one. Yeah, go Oakwood. ahead. Oakwood. I just saw Andy Fox play Oakwood eight, the the drivable par five. Definitely more difficult. Agreed. Plays a lot longer. Uh, there's there's setups where I legitimately I went for it, but I'm not even sure I could get it there. Uh, uphill into the wind, 360. Uh, I think there are probably setups elevated. Yeah. Where it's just uphill, like yeah. you, we're eventually going to learn. Okay, if it's 360 uphill into an eight. It's just an eagle it's hole. A no it's not goal. a double eagle hole. Yeah. Um, so I've had a lot more chips on that hole and a lot more water balls on that hole than, than the first half of the year. So you had mentioned Grand Teton 18 uh, <clears throat> setting up behind trees with a new tee box as well. Yep. This week's current events mode for home edition, you mentioned that was hole number two. So let's talk about events mode, Tony, because a couple things cooking right now. Yep, so we've got uh, the... Relatively recently, the uh, world's qualifiers ended 
uh, for the home edition. So they added a few more spots for the home edition, uh, and it was a weekly contest. And so the, the prize pools were really good, and they were, they were qualifying at the end, one person per week that, you know, the, the previous, the highest finishing non-qualifier got a spot in the world. So that ended, I don't know, three weeks ago maybe, something like that, three or four. Um, but we've still had events modes uh, on the home edition for the last little while. And, and this week we had uh, a mix-up of the new tee boxes. So it's, it's all 2020 courses, uh, but it's, it's holes that they thought were, you know, big changes. Okay. Uh, and so it and it's a week long, so it's a bef, best five scores kind of events mode, which we've gotten pretty used to uh, on the home edition. Uh, but next week or tomorrow, starting tomorrow, there is uh, home edition back. Home edition is back for the commercial mode, and Adam uh, Kramer said that it is going to be. Uh, it's not a weekly contest, so it's a. I don't. I don't know the details of the. Is it an extra dollar? Is it an extra fifty cents? Is it an extra two dollars? Is it fifty person contest? Twenty person contest? Hundred? I don't know that, but it is a. Per contest, so I imagine it'll be a ten-game limit per day, Sounds and it's right. going to be on again, probably a little bit of overlap with the home edition from this last week, which is holes that have changed a lot uh, with the new tee boxes and the new pins. So all, all of those holes we talked about: Powell 16, Teton 15, Jamaica 2. I'm sure those will all be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that'll be uh, events mode that's starting uh, tonight at midnight. So it looked like you'd been playing some events mode. I saw you on the leaderboard. I believe Al Jazz. I, I haven't seen CJ. He, uh, he, he, home? yeah, home edition. Gonna yeah. make a, a, a late push, CJ. Yeah, he's only got he's only got. Yeah, he's only got two home editions at home. So makes sense he wouldn't be able to get, get in the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've played a little bit. This is my first week playing in a while. So what's par? Uh, 30, 37 is par. So Wait, Oakwood 8 no. is in there? No. 30, yeah, 37 is par. So Oakwood 8 is in there, I'm guessing. Drivable par, drivable par 5. Yep. So, yeah, everything's in Eagle Hole except for... Uh, wait a minute. Now I'm confusing myself. Oakwood no, 8? it's 37. It's 37. Okay. There are setups on, on a few holes that just aren't there, but uh, for the most part, it's 37 almost every time. So we've, we've talked about it before. I know folks don't like, especially during world qualifying, where... Par can vary greatly. Do you feel like it varies very much? You said it, no. maybe just one or two where... No, and, and even then it's like, you know, Oakwood 8 is in there, and I talked about how there are setups where it's just terrible on that hole. Um, I'm trying to think of other holes. I mean, there's just other holes that can set up really difficult, but not, like, just dead shut down. Like, there's no, like, Teton hole one that can play 550 or something. Gotcha. Like so it, it's 37 most of the time, but it's a tough 37. Especially, you know, we're not used to this, these new tee boxes. We're not used to the new pins. Um, and so it's a tough 37. And so I think I'm at I'm at an average of 37 right now. I think 238, 37, and 236s. Um, so I'll make a little push tonight just to try to, because it's pretty tough. It's on the home edition, it's pretty hot, uh, top heavy in terms of yes. the payouts. Yeah, so well, those two thirty eights are going to make me push a little bit. Yeah, I think first was four hundred this week, yeah. and when you're paying a dollar a game at home, I mean that's if you, if you're an upper echelon player, you can uh, you can bulldoze that and uh, definitely make some profit in credits, which you can then go to a bar and convert those over into real money. Yeah. So Tony, the clock is about to flip over to three p.m. Central Time. Okay. Right now, in theory. We would be having the world championship gold and silver bracket matches going on. I know you, myself, Fox, CJ, you know, we'd all be playing in gold. Al would be in silver. 
Uh, we'd be cheering them on. Maybe. I mean, it, it, we don't even know what those extra 12 spots, you know. Oh, yeah, he, he could self-bear. Is there a bronze or a purple, or is the, are they just SOL at we, that we, point? We'd probably get him a jersey at that point. Just uh, Yeah, but Worlds would be going on. I know Dave Sandmeyer posted about it, a couple other guys. Uh, Worlds should be going on right now. Uh, I'd, be, uh, I'd be in the middle of trying to double dip. Oh, ass. yeah, because, Tony, you're not only a Golden Tee Arcade version qualifier for the World Championships, <laughs> but you were the first one to ever qualify for the Golden Tee World Championships on arcade, as well as the new Golden Tee Mobile. First one, double dipper. Yeah, uh, and now uh, there's a high-profile second one, which is stealing all my shine. Greg Kinsler, shine stealer extraordinaire. Uh, congratulations, Greg. Very happy you Hell made yeah. it. Uh, the more the merrier. I'm sure Evan Gossett will get in. He's a very accomplished Golden Tee Mobile Chad player. Chad Trump, it looks like, Chad too. Trump is very but good. But he's not in the Golden Tee Arcade version. Former, no, yes, former. Yeah, he's more of player. a. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love Chad. Oh God, good yeah. player. Uh, he was never like. He was more of a legend than he was, like an actual really good player. Like he was a good player, but like, the legend of Chad Shrump was greater than the player. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's one of those things where if you went to a tournament, kind of like mouth. Yeah, if you went to a tournament, and Chad Shrump and two other guys were like, "Hey, man, do you want to get in this one through five game?" You need to worry about Chad Trump, <laughs> but going through a Sunday afternoon and him drinking all Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and then getting through match play on Sunday, uh, I, I don't think Chad made very many deep runs in tourneys. I, I think the atmosphere kind of got to him, but if Chad Trump was on a roll on a Friday or Saturday night playing 1 through 5, 2 through 20, 10 through 100... Uh, you didn't want to play his ass some of those nights. Well, and I remember, I, hey, I've got several very fond memories of, yes. uh, of uh, moments with Chad Trump. So, Near and dear to our hearts, uh, I'll tell you that. Love him. Uh, and I, we're not telling him, we're not saying anything he wouldn't uh, agree with, I think, at this point. So, uh, but no, so obviously no offense, but yes, he is a very good Golden Tee Mobile player. So the best two, you know, Golden Tee arcade players that are left are, that haven't qualified already besides Kins and I. Are uh, are meow and uh, and Chandra. but we still there don't are know a couple who, other lurkers. We, we, so that, we don't know who Luna is though. Has no, that, that that's true. We don't, uh, and I believe that Kins knows now, and I believe Evan knows, uh, and they've been sworn to secrecy. Uh, okay. I do not know. So uh, I've got my guesses. So is this person qualified for the arcade version of Worlds? Uh, based on hints that I've gotten, I would say probably yes. Oh, so we could have a third double dipper. Well, you, yeah. you being the first, Kinsler being the second. Well, and here's what I know about Luna, the Luna v. Um, Luna Asterix. Yeah, the Golden T Mobile Luna. Uh, that person is a choker. Mm. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I don't throw that around. Uh, really, I'm just saying this because I want them to reveal themselves. Mm hmm. I want Ed Godfrey to be like, you call me a choker! <laughs> or Paul Taylor to be like, you call me a choker! Or JoJo. Those someone, are my three big guesses. Someone at two in the morning after bar close and being like, I got called out, now I'm going to call you out. But in We the, know in the process, Paul Taylor loves his late night videos when yeah, he starts calling people out. Yeah, drunken golden tea history. Yeah, those are always fun. But anyway, so uh, Luna is a accomplished golden tea arcade player. We just don't know who it is. I've got my guesses. I don't. I honestly, I don't. I don't know who it is. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, just finished the the ninth week of Golden Tee Mobile qualifying. 
$30,000 prize pool. Ooh, Ooh that's juicy. Oh. There's only 16 of us. That's like 2000 a piece. Yeah. We just, hey, just like super chop. Yeah. You're like, all right, just, everybody, we good for 2000 and the and the oh, iPad yeah. that they're going to give us? Yeah, and they give you the check. You just walk that right up to the cashier window. Yeah. Oh, God. Put it on black. Yeah. The Orleans <laughs> is going to be thrilled to have everyone back. So anyway, uh, week nine out of 16 just finished up. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure Meow is the one seed again this week, and and Luna's the two seed. So we talked about Paul Taylor kind of having drunken golden tea history. You know, you hear about the show, you know, drunken history or whatever. Paul Taylor's done some uh, episodes on golden tea history while inebriated. Uh, and speaking of while inebriated, uh, CJ, so we've got two two golden tea histories that we want to talk about here. Yeah, CJ Chris Wangler. Uh, Captain Crookoid over here actually just hit his 900th hole in one. Huge milestone. <laughs> on Oakwood number 15. The really amazing part is that we were all here for it. Well, except for yeah. Fox. Yeah. But I was here. Will, you were here. Al Jazz was, was here. here Friday we, night. We had the countdown on. Yeah. And and he hit it. You know, we were tracking it for a while. Ooh, is it going to be this par three? Is it going to be this par three? Maybe a yeah. par four. Oh, there's a par four that's a. Straight thumber. Nope, nope, none of those. But CJ, being the legend that he is, Absolute said, forget it. your par threes. I saved it. I'm going to drop a bomb yeah. on Oakwood 15. Not 16, not the new tee box on 16, 15. Mm. I've never raced Oakwood 15. Will, have you aced it? No. CJ has, number 900. 900. But, but now that, you know, CJ 900... Incredible accomplishment, of course. Thank you. Yeah. You um, need to change your name from CJ24 to CJ900. 900. So, but we had to look up. So I thought. How legendary. How many, how many have I had? A thousand, maybe? CJ's coming up on me. No, actually, I have 6,896 career aces. Um, slightly below me, Al Jazz at 5,667 career aces. And then we get into true legend status. Not just this BS legend like CJ is, but a true legend. Will Sandstead. Will Sandstead with 8,280. That's like nine times as many as CJ. Nine times, Bueller? Yeah. And then uh, the legend of all legends, the true player hater, Andrew Fox. 13,489 career hole in ones. Cheers to that. Oh, we'll, we'll toast that up. That's that, like that's, that's like a nice 15 times as many as CJ. So, CJ, let us know when you hit 1,000. Probably, what, sometime in 2022? Yeah, give me a while. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's got two machines in his living room. He can't bring himself to play every day. Andy Fox lives 15 miles away from the banger bunker and can come double bang machines. CJ can't double bang machines thirty feet from his bed because he's so <laughs> self buried off his crook. Like drinking legend. Yeah, you are a drinking legend. Speaking of which, we just had a recent birthday gig for CJ. Cold man. <laughs> yeah, Flig two point If anyone, so we talk about gigs on the podcast. Uh, Andy Fox is the originator of a Flig. Yes, Tony. What's, what's that? Tony, I've never been at a Flig. Oh, you've never seen it? You've no. probably seen the videos. I've seen the videos. I've seen the pictures. But so, I've never been in attendance. Well, I at the at Flig 1.0, I was there. You were in But I had left riser. by the time it got Fliggy. Yeah. Uh, you knew your limits. Yeah. Yeah, I had Ubered home. and. So uh, 
decided not to room in the next two days. Yeah, a gig is a hangout, having drinks with your mates, you know, whether it's in a driveway, whether it's at CJ's, whether it's at the bunker. Uh, a flig is when you the, the gig gets out of hand. Yeah, when the gig gets out of hand and you still want to consume alcohol, but you cannot stand up. You take it to the floor. So you sit on the floor, you listen to musics, you're got a Grey Goose bottle in one hand, a beer in the other hand, and your mates come over to console you because they know you're about to self-bury yourself and self-bread yourself, and they know the path you're going down, so we all come sit on the floor for the flig and just watch you end your misery for the evening that's going to carry over for another 24 or 36 hours. Or in that, my case. That's a flig. Still going? 72 hours. Yeah, you've heard of Girls Gone Wild. This is Gigs Gone Wild. Yes. And so, that's when you take it to the floor and start flicking. So, yeah, I mean, and it was, uh, it was a celebration of CJ's, what, 21st birthday, 22nd, something like that. 18. With that few hole-in-ones, you've got to be pretty young. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> buried <laughs> A breading just occurred <laughs> So anyway uh, It was a celebration for CJ's birthday But these these gigs Slash fligs have gotten so legendary mm-hmm. Or pool gigs Or pigs now at Andy's house mm. uh, That we have Wisconsinites driving up yeah. they, they, We just sound The, the Viking was a Gallerhorn or something like that and Dave Sandmeyer comes a running. He, he, and he if, brings one friend every time. Yeah, I don't he know changes if, it up. I don't know if he has hearing aids, but from 400 miles away, he can hear that Gallerhorn just... And he says, gig in effect. This time he brought Mark Gomez. Yes. Uh, last time it was uh, Brian Roski. Roski, yep, uh, correct. So, uh, yeah, and... And they've and they've even brought in their wives in the past. Yeah, Jenny Sandmeyer's been up here. Uh, she goes hard too. Yes. Woo. No, they uh, they're they're Bush legends. Those oh two. God, yeah. Uh, so, but it was great to have them. Good to see them. I hung out on Friday night here, and then and then the uh, the the pool the gig, the pig. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. But uh, speaking of of gigs, there was a two person gig last yesterday that lasted into last night, and then lasted into this morning. That was. It was quite a gig. And that was the mouth and the king. Yes. I pulled Ultimate that up. Cycle 2.0. I, I, I pulled that up on YouTube. You can stream it on YouTube, on Twitch, goldenttv.com. Uh, Richard King has a huge production. He's got, you know, different screenoids and everything, so you can see what clubs, balls, the total scores going. Uh, mouth, always entertaining. We like to give him a little bit of shit. I think of course, Al Jazz would, likes... Yeah. I think Al Jazz likes to give him a lot of shit, uh, but Mouth is so animated, so funny. He's he's always active. I know if I was going to stream for 12 to 14 hours because I said, hey, Mouth, I think I can beat your ultimate cycle, I'd probably have earphones in like he does, but he looks at the screen. He starts commenting on the viewers. The viewers are saying, hey, why do you hit that there? Why do you cut a two bird instead of hitting a uh, high five? And so he's very good in terms of, teaching folks hey this is what i do here's my perspective on how to play this hole to try to get golden tea par whether it's you know an eagle or a birdie um so he he does great mouth played his ultimate cycle uh his first one he actually flipped over his machine because he was self-gigging too hard yeah no uh, richard king was uh, available via telephone but not in person uh and uh he got a little little too gigged Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and he hit the and he did not hit the over of his over under, uh, but yesterday uh, it was a lower over under, probably a little bit more appropriate, and he, he yep. got the over. 
So congratulations to Mouth for hitting the over on his own number. Like he said his own number, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, he hit that. Uh, much like the new Golden TT boxes, uh, he had a lot of extremes yesterday, at least in the rounds that I saw. Yes. He's, he had a couple just complete, complete burial F-ups. Mm-hmm. Rattlesnake, minus 20. That was tough yep. to watch. Kind of fun to watch as well. Uh, but also some really incredible rounds. The 30 on rat, or on uh, Crawdad was incredible. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and I, so I watched maybe the first parts of the first four or five hours, and then I you know moved on to other things. But uh, but uh, yeah, congratulations to Mouth. 21-20 or something like that. Is yeah. That so uh, so the first ultimate cycle, he dropped uh, two thousand and sixteen strokes under par on the first ultimate cycle. And this current one he held yesterday was twenty one twenty one. So that's like uh, a stroke and a half better per course. On yeah, that. he Not uh, quite, but he had uh, 105 strokes of improvement. And the interesting thing to note is that, so Mouth obviously drank, smoked. I don't know if he ingested anything. Maybe it's prescription. Maybe it's Well, not. he did specifically mention one prescription that uh, had yeah. been consumed. Um, also, I don't, you know, at least when I was watching, he, he wasn't drinking. I think he was mm-hmm. uh, doing Mountain Dew. I did, uh, I caught the first wave of uh, Richard King matches where he kind of played two or three in a row. Uh, yeah. It seems like he chugged an entire, like, 20-ounce 20 20 alcoholic beverage. Eh, he got better after that. Mixers, yes. Yeah, so, uh, and he kind of laughed at himself after. He kind of giggled like, oh, yeah, yeah, <coughs> uh, that was a little too much to drink. Yeah, he, he did. M- Mouth mentioned on the stream a couple times, uh, I've talked about doing this at CJ's. Uh, CJ, it sounds like, has the Dream Stream on order, waiting for a laptop. That's the only thing I need. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's like up on the International Space Station with Elon Musk. But long story you need short, a second laptop. Yes. Way better. Oh, this thing is like thirty-two gigs. Thirty-four. 64 gigs. That's twice as many gigs as you thought. Yeah. That sounds like my... Yeah. Like me. So it, uh, it it costs as much as half his pair of shoes, <laughs> like but half a year but long story short, so on Mouse Stream, one, one, of the, one of the interesting things was that the first Ultimate Cycle he did, so he starts off sober, obviously, he started with the old courses progressing into new, and now the old courses, the pars are a lot lower. And yesterday he started with the new courses. So I don't know if he was just trying to get the 29s, 30s all the way while he's sober and then progress. And as the tougher courses came, he gets to, you know, Bayou Bay or something. And he gets a little buzzed up. He can be a little more conservative. So I thought that worked well to his advantage. But like I said, 105 stroke swing. So over, yeah, probably, what, 1.2, 1.3 strokes per, uh, yeah. per course. And he, he did play a couple rounds with Richard King, and during those rounds, he had to play a two-player round. That would definitely be tougher because when Mouth is on, he just goes and he fires and he goes and he fires. He's playing stouts for the most part across those courses, and it seemed like every hole one, he was either holing out or shotting. He was and, and, and for, like, the two, three hours that I watched, like he said on the stream, every game seemed to be over 50,000 in GSP. He was buzzing everything. Yeah, no, he was definitely struggling uh, when he was playing with King. Uh, you know, it was a very uh, Jordan Spieth esque vibe to his uh, to his rounds, uh, blaming the caddy a lot. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but Michael! yeah, no. Michael, that's twice Michael. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, congratulations. That's a that's a really strong ultimate cycle, and it. So recently on the home edition, they just completed their ultimate cycle where they would play one year every week. Uh, and yes. that beat 
the top score. Al Jazz had won that, and he was right around, like, I think he was right at 2,100 or right around there. And uh, and uh, and Mouth beat that, so congratulations. I know Mouth Mouth missed three courses in the, in that ultimate cycle, so he got like fourth place or something like that. But uh, I'm sure there will be an ultimate cycle 3.0. Uh, yeah, and uh, maybe we can live stream it head to head because I I really want to go head to head with the Mouth. I think I will try to curtail drinking if it happens. Uh, Whammy, I think you're set up at home. You have a webcam, correct? I do. Uh, I know you rarely, if ever, stream. I know you kind of tested it out one time, but I think that'd be a fun thing. Uh, I know my... Well, quad stream? Yeah, quad stream. Way. I would love to do it, but I'm too slow. Yeah, no, if you, if you double bang, if you have $10 an invite going, I bet you would just... You'd be like, okay, let's get this going. Because... You know, he's not playing glory. Mouth is doing invites where it's 100% random tee boxes, just like back yeah. in the day. You know, you're not getting some weird default black box tee or having to hit random tees and, oh, I forgot about it and so forth. But That would be interesting. Also, quite a commitment. Yeah, as, uh, to make it a special two-night event. Yeah, so <laughs> so I, I think Mouth the first time was right around 14 to 15 hours, and then yesterday was just under 12 hours. This morning, I went into work at 4 a.m., and when I woke up, it was like 3, 3.10 in the morning, and Mouth was halfway through Cumberland, his last course. Well, he started at noon, so yeah, that's it, 15 it, hours. Yeah, but but then there were some delays. There were the Richard King games, and then yeah. he also let King play some solo games while Mouth went to eat. Um, CJ's heading out. Charlie's on prior that late bar. Yeah. I'm going to go gig. Do you have your own table? Yeah. yeah. Go there like every day. Young boy rises oh. from the grave and yeah. he might go uh, find some local uh, legendary ladies of the South Metro, apparently. So, awesome. Tony, you, you talked about it's quite a commitment to uh, do the home ultimate cycle. See you, CJ. Yeah. Uh, things might be looking on the up and up if you're looking for a home edition. We've seen some Facebook posts, some Craigslist posts. Unfortunately, as COVID has taken place, their vendors and bars have gone out of business. So right yeah. now, the price of a commercial edition, which you cannot play at home, and if you do play it at home, sure as shit, don't record yourself hitting a $71 <laughs> hole and win and post it on Facebook. And definitely don't cash out. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like a lot of bars are not going to survive this. We talked to our vendor, Dean Vending. Shout out to Dean Vending. Uh, he thinks maybe only half of his locations are going to make it through this. Which all of a sudden he's going to have machines on hand. Banger Bunker is going to make it through, though. Yes, yes. We uh, yeah. try to fully thanks support. Thanks to the uh, thanks to no thanks Andrew to you. Fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks to me. Yeah, so, no CJ can't get out of his bed and walk thirty feet to play two machines. Andy Fox can play two machines during <clears throat> COVID, during uh, Shark Tank three point. I actually the, never the did the Banger play Saber, the Bunker Saber. Is that? Yeah. You got bunker saver status. So More of the band cave saver. So, so long story short, if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking at getting a home machine, uh, I know they retail for like thirty nine to you know forty three hundred, depending on shipping, depending on logistics, the whole deal. The mounting thing. Yeah, if you get the TV stand or not, blah blah blah. Plus, you got to buy a TV. You're probably going to want to buy some internet cords, a bridge, the whole deal. Anyway, long story short, look on Facebook Marketplace in your area. Look on Craigslist. Uh, we've seen a couple here in Minneapolis by a very well-known vendor, the largest vendor in the area, who is not Dean Vending. And what did they have them at? Uh, 2,600? 2,800? Yeah. No, I think it was 20... Yeah, just under 2,700, I think. 
uh, yeah. for a commercial edition. And, and so if you're going to buy it for your house, mm-hmm. you'd have to spend, I think it was a hundred bucks. hundred bucks on a home on the, edition On a chip. converter. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, any actual vendors out there, like commercial vendors, that's a screaming deal. Like, oh, hell you know, we yeah. know, we know based on the, uh, on the, uh, lottery thing that, that, uh, Sobel's doing like with power events. Yeah. Power events. Like, I mean, machines aren't cheap. And so mm-hmm. 2,600 and they were, they were all 2020 units. It was, uh, it was all fully upgraded units. Yeah. Fully updated. You're not paying for past updates. And so, uh, did it specify what kind of computer is in there? It didn't say what no. year. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, so I don't know if it's old graphics card, new graphics card, but if you're going to drop 2600 it sounds like the upgrade graphics card is kind of hard to acquire, but not that spendy. It's just It just doesn't really exist out in the wild anymore in terms of eBay and everything. So, Power Events, Steve Sobel, Russ Slayton, Paige Gossett, they've been, they've been raffling off a couple of machines, and we've speculated, we haven't got confirmation, but we've speculated that that's to pay off their bills. They bought that new trailer. They've added machines. They upgraded TVs. Well, they've upgraded decks. I mean, they, they've done so much for the tour. So, I think got, it's got, brilliant, so, absolutely well, brilliant. Yeah, to yeah. get income flow, hell yeah. And obviously, their in, their income is down, right? Their mm-hmm. their machines are not getting played as much, um, even in their even their in their hot locations like the Powercade. I'm sure that that the Powercade gameplay is down at least fifty percent. Probably more. I would Who knows? Say more than that, yeah. But and and now it's ramping back up. Right. But I think I have no inside information on this. This is just me speculating. They took this as an opportunity to be like, why do I have this machine in Rockford, Illinois, that's making nothing peanuts, yeah. mm-hmm. and I gotta I gotta maintain it. I gotta and so let's just you know it now it's making zero dollars because the the business is closed so let's just raffle it off like let's yeah. uh lean up our business a little bit focus on the locations that and really are making revenue. good yeah. revenue so i'm sure vegas their vegas location makes good revenue i'm sure they've got a lot of locations that make good revenue but you know the ones that aren't let's get rid yeah. of those machines and and do the lottery thing and so that um, in those lottery or the the raffles that they've been doing sell out quick. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people are mad. They're like, "Oh, you're making so much money off this." They lay it right out in front of you. If you want to bid on it, yeah, you, then you bid on it. You know what the rules are. You know how much you're putting in. You know what the odds are to win, and mm-hmm. you know what the rake is. So yeah, and, and, if you any, chose to do it, then good for you. And if not, just I don't know, shut the fuck up. Maybe. Yeah, and, and anyone who can do simple math says. Yeah, you're yeah, fine. Explicit rating now. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, and, and, and anyone who can do the simple math, I think it was, you know, $70 an entry or three for 20, and there's 59 Powerball numbers done. Okay, so Power Events, even if everyone bought the three for 200, you know, that's that's dang near what? Let me do the math. Uh, 200 times 60, I, I don't know. Am I doing that right? $12,000? No. That's an two, expensive machine. 200, oh my God. <laughs> I think it was just over five grand. Yeah, I don't so, remember exactly. Yeah, matter. which is absolutely fine. So, so it's a machine that's going to get pulled out of location that doesn't make any money. They got to pay someone to go drive to, so they got to right, yeah, pay a person an hourly rate to go drive somewhere. So they got to pay for that vehicle or pay for that gas. Got to pay Rustlade and Moving Company. Yes. <laughs> and we have a new raffleoid on the scene. Chad Hart Vector Gaming has that already like, happened? I saw it a couple days ago. Uh, it sounded like they had six spots left as of this morning out of fifty nine. I think I saw it was sold out. So it's probably sold out, yeah. which which is a good thing. I mean, you know, as a golden tee player, 
you can lose $70 in a, you know, four, eight man, one through five game pretty damn quick. Why not just say, hey, here's 70 bucks. Maybe I can get a home edition, you know, a golden team machine converted into a home edition. So I, I give kudos to Power Bench for doing this. Uh, anything they can do to stay afloat because they are such an asset to this game. And I know that they've, you know, formally announced their partnership with IT where IT is going to fully support them. I don't know if it's financially, but, you know, they're sending people down who work for IT at these live tournaments are doing streaming, they're doing yep. pictures and everything. Uh, so I think it's a great partnership and anything that they can do to stay in business and keep growing this game is absolutely huge. Well, and that's yeah. part of like, you know, like Andy said, you know, we can all do the math. We know we know mm-hmm. what the what the total is on those raffles. But most of us realize, okay, they're making a little bit of money here, but mm-hmm. whatever, like they've they've provided for mm-hmm. a decade they've provided us with tournaments national tournaments they've taken out of their own time like mm-hmm. i have no problem supporting that at all at and all. so and if, if they, they make yeah. 500 bucks on a golden team machine that wasn't making any money great more yeah. power to them mm-hmm. right. i got nothing what Second do you mean you got nothing you start <laughs> waving your hand around you start no, waving uh, your coors light around i just think like even if even People can make their own choices. Everyone's an adult yeah. that's bidding on this. If if you think, hey, I don't, this rake is way too high. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna, then don't bid. Yeah. It'd be like complaining about pull tabs. Yeah. Hey, yeah. guess what? Uh, the, the bar, the house wins on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, but you still play it. Right? I went to you the want, bar. You want the win. I went to the bar. I saw a pull tab box, and there were only two winners left in it, and I lost my ass. Well, you're you're an idiot. There are only two winners left. Or <laughs> Hey, there's a pull tab box. It was bought down halfway, but eighty percent of the winners were still in there. That's a good looking number. Make Not a, quick, a problem. Make a yeah. quick sixty. On make that. a decision. No one's saying get on your phone, yeah. text Steve Sobel. Hey, I want the number thirty one, thirty eight, and fifty four. Here's two hundred bucks. I mean, to your point, your point. Everyone can do the math. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't opt into any of them. I'd like to get a home edition. Uh, I'm going to wait for the market to simmer down. Yeah. Uh, as it continues to play out, and unfortunately, <clears throat> vendors will go bankrupt. Uh, Golden Team machines will be collecting dust. Hopefully, I'll be able to get a home edition here shortly. Are you thinking about uh, investing in one of those uh, twenty-seven hundred dollar units from AAA? Uh, potentially, I've yeah. seen those. I've seen those. They got the old deck though. So I'm a little concerned oh, about that. Bot. I might, I might have to talk to Tim Zahn about that. I don't think he's a podcast listener, but Tony, one thing I did want to bring up, since we are in the COVID thing. My hair's grown out, and you got the Canon Beauty Salon t-shirt on today. <laughs> yeah, and, so... And I don't know if that was just a riff at me, because I got the gray hair and the flowing locks, but... Well, I did, I'm you know, struggling. so a couple weeks ago, you were talking about, here in Minnesota, uh, they've opened up kind of what they're calling, like, wave three of opening up, which is now the bars can be at 50%, or bars and restaurants mm-hmm. can be at 50% capacity, uh, your, uh, you know, more luxury places like haircuts and nail salons and tattoo parlors... Uh, can open back up. And so there's been a, a rash of people getting their hair cut <laughs> recently. And so Will was talking about, hey, I got to get this haircut. I said, I don't know. You got that you got that Canon flow working. Yeah. And so when I was making Very a... Richard Gear-like. When I was making a a, uh, a clothing choice this morning, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the podcast today. I'm going to throw on the Mike Cannon, or I'm sorry, Cannon's Beauty Salon t-shirt oh. that was sent to us. Uh, very comfortable t-shirt. 
Yeah. I love this oh, thing. soft fit. Oh, it's oh. very soft. It's got that uh, that what base is it called? Like baseball length or what's that called? B- baseball. It's the three quarter yeah, yeah. down to the forearm. So I get that get that up above the elbow there. Oh, great! And you're working at any cooking. temperature. Hot out, cold out, doesn't matter. Mike Cannon Beauty Salon, love it. So, but Will has been working on a beautiful flow. Uh, I'm actually surprised that Will hasn't gotten his haircut yet. Well, the the funny thing is, is that. The lockdown in Minnesota, I believe, started on March 16th, and it is not even June 16th. <laughs> so it's not even 90 days since this lockdown is starting. I knew this is what you were doing. I, I was and trying I think to ease it's into, brilliant. I, I was trying to ease into this because right now someone is driving their work truck around with a cleared out front seat and a cleared out floorboard who uh, had a bet going on. Aljaz. Al Jazz lost a bet to Andy Fox, and he was going to grow out his hair for 90 days. So, Fox, can you right now close your eyes, Okay, cover yeah. up Will's face with your hand, and just imagine that hair on Al Jazz. How incredible that would be. Because <laughs> that's what it would be. That's 90 days right there. So uh, I think we still have that bag of Al's hair, don't we? Yeah. We should compare length. <laughs> he fucked us. Oh, hair or penis? Oh, well, never mind. No, anyway. the hair. Wow, I was talking about the we, hair length. Yeah, so so long story short, we don't want to say Aljaz welched. Aljaz welched. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone knows that. Yeah, the the science is there, the data is there. You've got your hair cut somehow, some way, once or twice. It. My wife cuts it. Yeah, I think yeah. you've gotten it cut once or twice since the lockdown. Three times, I think. Three. Soon to be. I four. got mine cut very early on. Uh, my daughter cut it. She was ex- thrilled to do it. Uh, she didn't do the greatest job, but mm-hmm. it was with a beard trimmer and. Uh, she Didn't did she right. buzz it? Yeah, like, it was not fully ultimately, buzzed. Mm-hmm. It was not because fully buzzed. That's, that's even that's, that's even longer than what Al's in Al's bag over here. Yeah. This is oh, this yeah, is two yeah. months. This is two months right here. Yeah, that's longer than what's in Al's bag. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and, and we I kept know... Al's hair, by the way. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. We, <laughs> if we ever need to perform any witchcraft <laughs> <Yeah>. on Al, <laughs> we've got his hair <laughs> to burn. <laughs> yeah. So so when someone says I got five on a twenty sack, well, we got about. 300 strands of hair and we think it only went about 35 days and uh dr drace i think i think he took about a nine blade to it oh yeah a nine guard or whatever they call it and just yeah, kept he, it he just always reason. seemed to be like it was just getting a little bit longer never like you, you didn't see him for five days and all of a sudden it's like damn it's getting long it was always like oh, it's getting he, had, there. he admitted it to, to like the bicking his neck Oh yeah, like trimming it up or whatever. Yeah, I'll allow that. Yeah, to yeah, keep. I, a, I said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Keep a nice edge line. We need to see the cul-de-sac, and we never got I it. I know. And then Luke Nelson's wedding happened. I I I don't know. So, Al Jazz, I love you. I think you welched. Yeah. Uh, if we if we need to post pictures of my hair, Fox's hair, Al Jazz's hair, uh, the bag of hair, we would love to do it. But uh, yeah, all right, we are coming up on the hour. Yeah. This is actually longer than we thought. We you know, we always just end up rambling, and you know that's what this podcast yeah. is all about. Yeah, you just and, start talking, and, get a Fox. couple of your mates here, and uh, you Andy, just start chatting. Andy Fox with the late arrival to the podcast, CJ with the early departure from the bunker, but Tony, you and I are here for the podcast. That's what we had to do. I wish we were in Vegas doing this podcast right now, but oh, we aren't. Man. We're here. Oh God, yeah. Worlds will happen. We'll have a great time. Whether it's in Vegas, Illinois, do you have a whatever state when it'll happen. Oh, uh, oh! Speculation. We, we, we got this off. We here. got one minute of speculation. September Tony says September. I say October. 
I think they're going to want to do September it. They're going to want to do it before the new courses come out. They have to, yeah. I think. All right, that was the quickest speculation yeah. of all time. Yeah, so we're going to end it. For Andy Fox, special guest, we had an appearance from CJ, Mr. 900 Hole-in-Ones. Andy Can- Fox will get his appearance fee. CJ didn't do enough for the nope. podcast. No appearance fee for him. Uh, no appearance fee ever required for me or Will. We're happy to do this for sponsorship only. <laughs> With that, have a great week, everyone. Hopefully uh, talk to you again soon. Have a good one.